Hey there, I think we're live, but I'm not sure. Can y'all hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, now I can. Awesome, do you hear any echo? Uh, it said to plug in your earphones just in case or whatever, so I'm gonna do that. No, I don't. Do you hear echo with me? No, I don't. I just, uh, okay. the app notified me that I'm going to plug it in. Okay. Um, I think the um, link that I put all over the place is now wrong because I had to redo it. Oh, okay. Um, let me see if I can <laughs> grab the link in here. and. Uh, okay. I'm going to put it in Messenger and we're going to try to do this again. And if you're listening live, bear with us. Um, we have a little technical difficulties. So, you know, this is what happens when you go live. <laughs> no worries, no worries. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go and edit my post that I just made and see if I could re-put, share the link. Can you hear me? I can. Yay. Yay. <laughs> We're just waiting for Mike to join the party. We are. Mike, are you coming in? Okay, I, Tiffany, I think the link is, is has changed because I really screwed up. So I just put a new link out. You know, if it works, it works. We're just trying this. Yeah, it's all good. I'm going to go onto LinkedIn and just change my link really quick. Oh, right. Yeah. So I have to change it to that link. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, no, you're fine. I didn't pick up. Um... Okay. I put the new link in so that everybody can listen and hopefully join us and we'll see how this goes. Cool. If Mike's listening, I think he just has to <laughs> hit call it number three. <laughs> hey Mike, try hitting try and number three. <laughs> Um, so Mike, are you in? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so it brought me like in and then I had to hit call it like number three call in. Oh, you did? So Mike, try, maybe try number three call in.
I see that you're in the studio, Mike. It just shows that you're offline. Uh, it says he he says that it keeps. Okay, Mike, I just hit connect, so you should be good. Tell me if you're in. Say something, Mike. It shows that you're online and you're in. So hopefully you can hear us. Hey, Mike, are you there? I don't know if you need to turn on your microphone or unmute yourself or what, but you're in. Okay, Mike, I'm letting you in now. It shows that you are connected. So you should be connected and here. Dude, am I in? Yes. In. Yay! working. <laughs> All right, like, let's get this party started. Good grief. Thanks so much for joining me. Welcome to episode number 68 of Recognize Your Truth. I am your host, Lisa Williams. This is the first time that we are ever going live. I have Tiffany Toombs with me from Take the Leap. I have Zachary Babcock with me from Underdog Empowerment. And I have Mike Young from The Makeover Master. Welcome, 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 my friends. I'm so excited to share this time with you. Thank you for joining me. I am gonna start off by um, just saying that um, I know there's craziness going on in the world right now. And I thought it would be so good to get some people together that really have a positive outlook and a positive mindset and share a little bit of, of our time and our outlook with you. So I'm gonna kind of turn it over to Tiffany. I want you to introduce yourself and you know, let's just kind of give some inspiration. We're just gonna make this like a very casual conversation, but let's, let's go from here. Awesome, so my name is Tiffany. I am the host of Take the Leap and I'm an NLP trainer. So I show people and what I really specialize in doing is helping people unlock the secrets of their unconscious mind, which I think now more than ever is is pretty vital that people are doing that. So I'm super excited to be here. Thank you. All right, Mike, you want to introduce yourself? My name is Mike. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, <laughs> I, I think... Uh, you know, my name is Mike. I'm known as the Makeover Master. I, I do a lot of, um, you know, work in the branding space and a lot of clients I help with mindset and, and different aspects. And I was the guy that uh, had to go through all of it myself first. So uh, I'm glad to be here and help. Awesome. Zachary, take it away. Yo, um, I'm Zach. I did over five years of my life in prison, made me pretty resilient. And then I did one week of quarantine and my kids are, <laughs> I lost my marbles. <laughs> it puts things in perspective, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Though. I'm excited to be here. I'm glad to be jammed with you guys today. Awesome. Okay, so um, let's kind of 
some of the craziness that we see out there. So I know people, you know, I try really to stay off social media as far as the negative feeds and I try hard to stay off the news. So I, I think so many crazy posts and crazy stories going on. And so what are y'all doing to stay sane? What do, like, what are you doing to stay positive? Let's, let's kind of talk about some of that. Yeah, Anyone? Um, I'll tell you what. Um, what I'm doing, I swear, I learned this lesson. And I'm not like, dude, like we all go... Anybody that says like they don't have rough times or hard times in life, that's that's fake. That's not being real. We all go through it. Um, but I was going through a funk uh, because of this whole quarantine thing, like destroyed like the habits that I had in place that were like really empowering, right? And then and I and I kind of let it go spiral off for a few days. But then I was like, you know what, man? It, like I learned this lesson last time when I, when I was in when I was in prison and I was literally trapped inside of a cell. And, and, and long story short, I, I was down there for, you know, just making poor decisions or whatnot, but I couldn't get out of that cell. My sister had just passed away from a heroin overdose and I was like trapped in the cell, but I started focusing and asking myself, what can you do right now to find happiness and peace? And that question got me to focus on what I had power over in this situation. So kind of like what we're going through now with all this craziness going on, we don't have no control with what we got going on, but you got to focus on what's the next best thing that I can do to make myself feel happy and peaceful or to bring me one step closer to my goal. And once I started focusing that, not, it didn't magically fix everything, but it gave me power. I don't know. That's what I'm, that's what I'm kind of doing right now. And so Zachary, like, you know, like what are you, so you're saying you kind of got out of your routine. I got out of my routine. That That's, and I hate that. I, that drives me crazy. <laughs> so, so how are you getting back into it? Well, instead of going to the gym in the morning, I run in my little cul-de-sac and, uh, and I still get my reps in. And then um, I work out in my garage. Thankfully, I got workout equipment in there. It kind of reminds me of being back in prison. So it's kind of getting me back into that bare bones mindset like, hey, just focus on what you could do. Um, but yeah, this is just building my new habits now around the new situation we have. All right, Tiffany, what about you? Because you put so much great content out there about mindset and, you know, keeping a healthy mindset. So what are you doing, you know, like to stay focused and stay centered? Yeah, um, the first couple of days, it definitely kind of knocked me off kilter, especially all of the... Um, all, all of the talk of recession and everything, the, the 2008, 2009 recession, I had actually just finished college and it worked, that recession worked well for me because I got like $600 round trip flights to Australia. So I just decided to go and travel. Um, and so it kind of threw me off kilter in terms of, you know, I've been building and I've been making all these changes and now a lot of those changes aren't going to be relevant and I need to pivot again. Uh, that with, you know, I, I pick up on being a coach and being fairly empathic. I, I pick up on other people's energies a lot. So I had to really come back to like my self-love routines, uh, similar to what Zach said, and do a lot more journaling, do a lot more of the things that allow me to manage my emotions so that I don't get caught up in any fear or panic. And I mean, what's well, still going on like four weeks later, but <laughs> Really right. like that first week when it was like this craziness of like all the sports shutting down and, you know, borders closing and all of this when, you know, toilet paper was running out everywhere. The fear was so rampant and I don't think people realize that that negatively affects your ability to be creative and to be innovative and, and to have those moments of pivoting and shifting. So I took a lot of time to... Uh, my husband and I actually escaped the city like the first weekend that everything was shutting down. We went out like to a, a national park and just like got into nature and disconnected from our phones for a while. I'd say the block button and the unfollow button on social media have been really beneficial. <laughs> There's been a really good time to see like who all the people who talk one way and live another way are like the do as I say, not as I do. So I've been able to unfriend anybody who's been in that space. Absolutely. 
Yeah. I, and I know for me, Tiffany, like getting out in nature has helped as well, you know, just going on walks and getting outside and getting fresh air. I think I'm in the same boat that y'all both were in, um, you know, where you have this like, oh crap, what am I going to do for the next four or six weeks? And then I think you pivot, but it takes us some time to, to adjust. Mike, what about you? You know, I think, I think it's been an interesting time for sure. Um, I like to go back to the basics a lot. And, and the, the reality is that we're all scared, vulnerable creatures always. Um, we, we, you know, our brains and our DNA are hardwired from, you know, caveman days, really. It's like uh, deeply woven into our brain is fight or flight. You know, it's like the, one of the very first days I was in the supermarket, somebody coughed behind me. Which, which wouldn't even register on my radar normally, but I looked around and I was like, oh shit, that's, that's how hardwired we are to be fearful about our own survival and, and everything else. And so I've, I've been looking a lot at, you know, really the, the language that we're using, even in this podcast, it was called Mindset Into the Mayhem, right? Well, you, you get to choose whether you think it's mayhem or whether you think it's a crisis or whether you think... You know, I'm choosing to use words like this is an opportunity. Um, this is a chance to remember what I can control and what I can't control. And these these foundational things have always been true. There are always there are always things you can control and can't control. Um, and when you look at a pandemic, it's it's simply something that is going to have a global and social sociological impact on society as a whole as a globe as a whole and that is definitely outside of our control whether it's a virus whether it's a tsunami whether it's an earthquake whether it's an asteroid whatever it is you get to choose what you focus on and so i like what what zach said and and what tiffany said as well is like we can choose whether this is a complex world in our mind or a basic world. And I'm choosing to go back to look at opportunities and revisit the basics, which is all business still comes through other people. All money comes from other people's bank accounts into yours for an exchange in value. And so I think if you take that old term, whatever resists persists, and you just say, I, why am I, am I going to resist these problems or am I going to run into them? And I'm trying to run into more problems right now. And what I mean by that is I'm just trying to run into more people and find out how are you doing? Where are you stuck? Is there anything I can help you with? And all of my business and all of my opportunities are emerging from some very simple conversations, which is, you know, you know what? I'm doing great. Or, you know what? I'm freaked out right now and I don't know how to do X, Y, Z. And I'm just helping solve problems and then charging money for it. And I think that's such um, a paradigm shift, you know, in our mindset that we we could buy into the fear and the mayhem, or we could shift our perspective and shift our, our paradigm and kind of start thinking outside the box. And um, I get trapped in it too. You know, I, I get sucked into the negativity as well. And so just constantly having to pull myself out of it and just remember that these are things that are beyond my control. But what I can control is my thoughts, which control my feelings and my actions and my results. And so, you know, like, like y'all said, just continuing to, to figure out ways to pivot. So Zachary, how's, how are things going with your podcast? Talk to me a little bit about what you've had to do to pivot on your podcast, you know, as far as like interviews or marketing or anything that you've done. Um, I've been kind of paying attention to it. I, I would like to know if when you talk about podcasting specifically, I feel like um, everybody was feeling like the we were all going to take a hit as far as download numbers go because people aren't doing their their commute, their normal commute or whatever. Um, but I, I, I'm subscribed to a couple different uh, sources or whatnot, um, and uh, it's actually only been a 1% decrease, so it's not been like a huge, huge hit, and I haven't really noticed much of an actual drop in my downloads number. I haven't seen a huge growth spurt or nothing since this has hit, but um, I'm just taking this time to, to do more creative work kind of with that, I guess you would say, and I'm uh, right. always, always looking for ways to, to get it out there. 
on, so my, to, on my end, to, on, on my yeah, end, to be honest, I, I, I haven't changed a dang thing. Like, not much has changed other than I'm recognizing that we're all humans going, and we're all individuals, and we're all going to react to this situation differently. And so I'm just, I'm choosing how I'm going to react to it, and, and I'm watching other people and how they're going to react to it. But I haven't changed necessarily anything on my podcast or my I, I think if anything, the only change is I've gotten more solid in my routines and my control of my day um, versus, you know, versus sometimes, you know, how two, three, four hours sometimes can go by and you're thinking about, maybe you're thinking about things you can't control. Maybe you're thinking about the past or the future or whatever. Um, right. I find my daily, my daily routines getting more and more solid right now because if, if this thing gets to a place where we truly can't control it. You know, you start to look at like, you know, people looting in stores or, or you know, whatever, total right. chaos, you know, martial, martial law. Um, if it goes down that path, the only thing that we get to choose is, is really how we control and protect ourselves and, and deal with our relationships. And so I, I haven't changed much, to be honest. Um, and you know what? I love that you say that because, you know, we don't know where this is going to go. I mean, we'd like to think it's going to end at some point. But, you know, kind of speaking to what you said earlier, Mike, where you said you were in the grocery store and somebody coughed behind you. And just our habits and um, the way that we think now, like, you know, I never I know how filthy dirty a gas handle is, you know, when you go to put gas in your car, but how many times do you put gas in your car, get in your car and maybe touch your face afterwards or dig into, you know, your console or whatever without even thinking. And so it, I, I think it's just changed our habits um, so much. So in such a short period of time, um, Tiffany, tell me a little bit about NLP, like kind of explain what that is and, and how you work with that with, with yourself and with clients. Yeah, so um, NLP, uh, NLP is like, I feel like I'm living through like a live demonstration of how important it is to understand <laughs> the mind with the NLP tools right now. And like Mike said, like words are so important and I've had people that I've considered working with recently who have emailed me talking about tough times or dire times. I've had people pitch me for their services talking about the world ending or, you know, these catast this catastrophic times. And I'm like, you literally just lost any chance of doing business with me because you've shown that you haven't really paid attention to anything that I talk about or teach. And you know, you've shown me that you don't truly understand anything about NLP. So NLP really, in a nutshell, is understanding how the brain is wired, how our belief systems are created and then validated throughout our entire life, how the words that we use to communicate with ourselves and others plays into that, and then how all of that creates our behaviors. So, so many people think that if they want to make a change, they have to focus on their behaviors, but really our behaviors are a symptom of our belief systems. And so anybody that's come through my programs, I've, you know, I've said to them many times, like we have a responsibility now as leaders to step up and show people that if they choose to talk about tough times and catastrophe and crisis and all of this, then that's what they're going to see more of. And like Mike said, if you choose to look at this as an opportunity, right? I mean, if we look at 2008, 2009, Uber, Airbnb, some of like the biggest brands that have changed the way that we live were created during those times. And so there's always opportunity in the quote unquote chaos if you're willing to look at it and to manage your words and, and to manage your mind to get you to see those opportunities. And there's so many inspiring stories that we don't hear about. I, I, I want to just share one that I heard from my team at work the other day. So um, there's a guy in New York that had started a business um, where he was growing fruits and vegetables to sell to um, local restaurants. Well, then all the restaurants get closed down. And so he goes and changes his whole, he pivots everything and starts um, marketing and selling to individuals 
and and then doing some and then hiring reformed um, people who have been in prison who who are who are out and you know just trying to get them some help and that's who he hired to help deliver all of this and his his business is booming right now. He's taking all these fruits and vegetables. They're delivering them to these people's front door. And so he just pivoted his whole entire um, marketing, his whole entire outlook, his whole entire vision. And, and he can't keep up with the amount of business that he's doing now. So and plus that, um, now, now Zach, now, now Zach has an opportunity to get a job. Okay, so why don't we talk a little bit about like so how how our routines have changed so drastically? So I I work you know I, I actually go to an office. I actually have a team of people that I work with, and so you know I like to go to the gym. I like to work out. So. Um, Zach, tell me some things that, you know, I know you mentioned like you're home with your kids now. And so tell me some things that you, your routines have changed and, and how you're, you know, what you're doing to, to kind of keep, keep some kind of, of, you know, center in there. Yeah. Um, it's like, it, the only difference is that my kids are home instead of, their, instead of them being at school. Um, cause uh -huh. I was working from home before, before all this happened. So that, that just took a little bit of adjusting, but I mean, it wasn't like, like life altering. It was just, it was just different at first and I had to work around a few things that I normally did with my morning routine or whatnot. But, um, I mean, really, uh, it's just, a, it, 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 it'll like, like you mentioned, the first few days are kind of weird, but then you just get into it and you get with the flow. I guess for me, you know, it's like, Anytime something like like I don't know like this, I, I hate to say it, but I don't, I don't I'm not really freaking out. I'm like I don't know the way the way I look at it, it's like man I, it's I I've seen way worse in my life like this is gonna be just fine and if it doesn't kill me I mean it's like what's you know I don't know that's just like my mindset with it so I'm like I'm I'm look I'm always looking like and in times where it, where where it's supposedly supposed to be through a rough which it is we're going through an economic down, downturn that's that's legit facts sure but, uh, that's that's an opportunity for growth and i know that's so cliche but like literally any time that i've had any type of major breakthrough in my life or anything good come about it, it, like everything is cool when things are when the ships are sailing everything's going good and it, it feels great or whatnot but man, I'll tell you what, like when, 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 when shit's not going good, when, when, when it feels like there's no light at the end of the tunnel, when it feels like, man, like I'm going through the rut or whatnot, that's where the growth happens. That's where you actually, that's, that's the only way you can really grow when, you, when, you, when you're not comfortable. And as humans, we're conditioned where we want to be comfortable. That's just our, our natural go-to is the path of least resistance, but we got to take the path of most resistance. And I'm not sitting here trying to preach to the choir or nothing. That's just like I don't know. I know that's where the growth comes from. I think I think you're right, Zach. Like like the one thing I would say and add to that is that we are we are patterned and we create routines because those routines in our minds create safety. We we create the known path, and and the unknown path sometimes could mean chaos or death or mayhem or whatever. And so we're in a global pattern interrupt, and so this is exposing people's true uh, business models. It's exposing a lot of people's true character. It's exposing people's insecurities and fears. And, you know, my, my mom right now is almost off a rocker, right? Like she's watching CNN all the time and, and just too much media consumption and everything else. And, and after, you know, 15 plus years as an entrepreneur, it just kind of feels like a Tuesday because I think, I think the information's always coming at you. And it's about how quickly the one thing Zach is like, Zach's a complete baller, right? Like Zach is when he gets something that's new information to him, he takes action on it very, very quickly. So, if, so if this global pandemic took, took Zach off his game for 48 hours or 72 hours, you know, it's a big deal. And, and what I mean by that is, is that we all get to choose how we accept or choose not to accept certain information. And the real people that are going to benefit are the people that are making quick, decisive actions like the guy you talked about, Lisa, that pivoted his business, make quick actions. And that all comes from internal clarity. 
And that internal clarity, he, he had the clarity of, I want my business to survive. I want to keep, keep it running. I want to, I want to make some moves during this time. And then that somehow in his mind, he quickly went back to the basics of what business is. Well, business is having a customer that needs something. They have a problem and creating a solution for it and, and charging money. And, and so the people that are going to make money during this time and their business is going to thrive are the people that aren't floundering around with the information too long. They, they quickly process, this is what's happening, this is real, and they can create solutions for problems and charge money for it. And, and sometimes if your business is, is on maybe more solid footing or whatever, you're not having to make these huge pivots. You know, one of like to answer your question, Lisa, one of my adjustments, my kids are home. So I've had to shift my schedule a little bit. I've had to work a little bit earlier and a little bit later and take breaks during the middle of the day, which I don't normally do. Um, my wife has had to make some pivots with her schedule. And so we've had to adjust some things. But at the end of the day, it hasn't changed too much because we're laser focused. We're really clear on what we're doing as a business, what we're executing on, how we want to help people. And so I think that internal clarity is a big deal. And when people haven't been clear for maybe a long time right now, it's exposing that and they're finding they're finding wild excuses to feel insecure, to feel fear, to panic, to make to make drastic pivots when they don't need drastic pivots. Uh, but some people, honestly, this is a good wake up call to expose how how weak their business is or to expose how weak their mindset is or their habits. And so it's a good time to recognize that and make some adjustments if you've maybe fallen into a pattern and routine of not getting what you want for far too long. Yeah, yeah I might go ahead, Tiffany. I was just going to say, I totally agree with Mike. And one of the first things that I said to my husband when this happened was, now we're going to see the, the people who consider themselves influencers or leaders, we're going to see their true colors come out and how they handle this and even how they talk about it. I mean, there's so many quote unquote leaders or, or thought leaders out there who've been talking about, you know, the world crashing and whatnot. Um, and then you're going to see people who haven't had the chance to step up into leadership, really step up and, and make their mark during this time. I agree with that. You, you, you have people like you take the root of the word leader means you have to lead somebody influence means you have to influence somebody. And so what I think about globally is that you think about the pandemic, right? This, this thing that is affecting everybody socially and economically right now. It's, it's affecting our patterns, our routines, our habits. I believe that if potentially the world was not fear-based and people were looking at things like this is an opportunity, this is an opportunity to fix gaps in my business, this is an opportunity to, to fix problems in my network, and we all began connecting with other humans more and stopped avoiding the problem and just ran into them, like we could create a pandemic the other way and you could have this massive global energy shift, which, which I think is somewhat happening. And, and I know this is a little bit woo woo, but we could speak in my language, Mike, we could, we could come to, we could come together as a, as a species, you know, we're all, the one thing I I've heard more and more of is people that maybe have thought, well, I'm an American. So I believe this I'm, I'm Indian. So I believe this, but but at the end of the day, we're all human and we all like we have the ability to influence our little social network or our network of people that we do influence. And it could be as little as 10 people. But if you control your own house and your own energy, I can start to impact my parents in a positive way right now. I can impact my family. And that begins to trickle out and create a ripple effect where if everybody did that, if they focused on their own patterns and routines and their mindset and their energy and rippled it out into their network, you could actually reverse the effects of this pandemic where everybody's so fearful and things are out of control and there's mayhem versus there's a whole movement of people that are just looking to solve problems right now. In a, in a society that has been so driven by like this busyness, this hustle and grind mentality, I honestly believe that this is a good thing. Like it's almost like an invitation to sit in silence and solitude and look at the aspects of yourself that haven't been working because so many people 
and being, you know, that I work with people on letting go of emotional baggage, I see this all the time, is that they attempt to outwork their limiting beliefs, or they attempt to outwork the demons or the skeletons in their closet, and that ultimately becomes the thing that keeps them hitting this glass ceiling. And so, I mean, for me, like, my programs, my content has totally spiked uh, the views and the engagement on my content. I, I ran a virtual NLP, really the only... Uh, shift that I've had to make is I was meant to have a live like live training event and we just shifted it all onto online and it went beautifully and everyone had an incredible time. I've had more people registering for my master classes online and whatnot than I ever have before. So I think it, it is an opportunity for people to start looking inside and asking, you know, for the coaches and whatnot of the world, people in this personal development space, this is the perfect time to step up and say, I can help you overcome, you know, that stuff that you've been running from. Well, and you, and you take a look at one other thing just to, and it's like Grant, Grant Cardone shut down his entire Cardone Capital Division very early on, like a couple of weeks ago, um, literally fired, you know, 100 people, shut down a whole division. I personally believe that's probably a decision in his business that he's been hemming and hawing about for quite some time. And so this exposed the fact that, okay, it's, it's now time to take action on this thing. I probably known, have known I needed to do for quite some time. Um, whether that's right or wrong for his company or whether it's right or wrong to fire a whole bunch of people in one swoop at this time is, is uh, everybody can determine that for themselves. However, um, those, those are the types of decisions I think that people that are running organizations or whether it's whether it's you and a small team or whether it's you solo or whether it's a big organization is to take the information that's coming at you and say this is a weakness in my business and I need to make a move and and the leaders and the influencers are making moves they're not mm -hmm. sitting around wondering what to do they're seeing the weakness and they're making a move and and I've I've definitely exposed some weaknesses in my business I just said now is the time to shift that stuff and, and squash it and and gain more control, not less during this time. And yeah. Mike, I loved what you said about, you know, we could um, shift the, the consciousness or shift the pandemic the other way, because I think we as a collective consciousness, you know, three or four weeks ago went into this, you know, oh crap, what the hell's happening kind of fear and everybody was buying up toilet paper and eggs and whatever was going on in the world. And so if you look at it, it just kind of had a ripple effect across the whole world. And so I love what you said, how we could, we could shift that collective consciousness and have that be our ripple effect. And so, you know, the energy that's out there right now is a lot of fear-based energy. And I think we feed into it just in general. I think you know, negative perpetuates negative and positive perpetuates positive. So we, we feed into that a lot. And so, um, you know, just having that, that shift, that collective consciousness, that shift would be so powerful. And, you know, I love how you said you just got to start with, with your family, with you and your family. Yeah, I mean, I think go, to go into Tiffany's expertise, it starts inside between your ears and then it goes to in controlling, like control the things that you can control, you know, make your bed in the morning, brush your teeth. And then once you have control of your own energy and your mindset and your thoughts and your power, then you can begin to try and help other people. But you have no business in this market helping other people if you're freaking out and panicked or you have victim mentality and you're expecting the government to bail you out right now, that, that's, that's the shift I'm hoping a lot of people make right now is to take this as a wake-up call and say, am I relying on other people to fill my bucket, to fill my happiness, or do I have control over how I choose to react to things that come at me the rest of my life? Um, and I know Mike said that it was a little bit woo-woo, but there was actually uh, last week... I can't remember what day it was, but there was a, a call for a global meditation and it was going around a lot of um, yogi communities and whatnot. And so there was the a couple woo, million the woo circles. So I got I got hit with the invitation multiple times. Um, 
but there was this global meditation that happened and so there was a couple million people meditating all at once and and joe dispenza talks a lot about this in his books is that they actually measured the frequency of the the earth before like in the couple hours leading up to the meditation and then during the meditation when these couple million people were all meditating together and the frequency of the earth actually changed and we saw the same thing in the days after 9-11 when everyone had more compassion and love for everybody and there was kind of this coming together of community that the frequency of the earth changed and so you know as woo-woo as it is there's also the science to back it up that you know we we are all energy and when we master ourselves then we can have that positive ripple effect when you take take zach right like zach you know what happens what happens to a person when you're stripped of all control and all freedom and and zach's got a story i'll let you share it zach but but what's the one thing that you could control when you're in solitary and when you're stripped of everything like, like you begin looking for things that you can control, and I know you went through that in prison. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I, I agree with what all you guys are saying here. Um, that's, but that's not just in, in in that situation, which I put myself in the first place. That's with anything, though. Like, but we get we get used to you know how. Like, you get used to, to things being a, a certain way, like when things are going good, right? And then you kind of like start. Some some people, not all, but they they start to lose sight of what they started doing it for in the first place. Maybe and they start getting a little bit loose with their discipline, and they start um, uh, doing things a different way. But then you know stuff like this happens. You got to focus, like man, it, it, in any situation, regardless, you, you can't you can't worry or panic about shit you don't have control over because that's not doing any good at all the only thing that you can focus on is what you have control over in that very moment that's hard to do sometimes and i'm not dude there's times like even outside of this outside of the 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 pandemic stuff like there's been times where i literally felt like there was like 15 monkeys jumping around in my office because like i didn't have my systems and operations in place at the time and like and that's my fault and i got not only a bunch of clients like needing things done for their services that they invested in, but also all the my team members reaching up to me for the answer like they should be because you know these things weren't in order, and that and that got me to focus. All right, what can I do right now to give myself power in this situation? Even though right out the gate I wasn't thinking like that, I was thinking like shit, you know, I was like getting getting upset. But then I had to stop and be like, no, what can you do right now? What's the best move that you can make right now? And that question eventually led me to hey you are not a systems and operations guy and if you try to do this you're go- it's going to be messy like this continuing to be messy like this you need to go get help you need to find somebody that can do this so that you could focus on what you're good at and it's just little stuff like that that you could think of like and 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 use that in every situation but it's hard to do sometimes when you're in the middle of it when you're feeling the wrath when you're feeling the pain but you got to pause and ask that question I think you're right, man. Like a hundred percent. The the one thing that I wanted to say about what you said is that, and I know this is true for everybody on this call. If you think that we're we're on this call and we're like, oh, it's like everything's good, you know, it's all opportunity. It's all. If you think that every single one of us hasn't been in the fetal position crying to our spouse at some point, then you're dead wrong. Like. Like there have been times in my business and my my life where it felt like overwhelming and it felt, you know, the panic attack type feeling where you're literally losing control of your breath because you're so fearful and panicked and you feel out of control and things. And so so I think everybody in this in this call understands that feeling. And so we're not discounting the fact that if maybe you're in that moment right now, what we're trying to share is how, how to get through that moment. And how you get through that how you get through that moment is you go back to the basics. You you start you really focus on breath, um, sleep patterns, you focus on exercise, raise your serotonin levels. Like there's all sorts of things that you can give, begin to control. And it starts a lot of times with just breathing and realizing like, hey, I can control my breath. Okay, once I get control of my breath, then what else can I control? Well, I can control when I choose to go to bed and what I put into my body. You know, like, so, so if you're in that moment of overwhelm and panic and you feel out of control and you're having trouble catching your breath, we, we all get it. 
but but go back to the basics and focus on things you can control. Yeah, and, yeah, and I would say, go ahead, Zach. I was just going to say I agree. I just don't think that we've all been in the fetal position, but yeah, I agree with you, brother. <laughs> I, I can, I can vouch to, for the fetal to, position. I can go to the you've, fetal you've position. Been to, you've, been to, you, you've been to prison, Zach. You've been in other positions. <laughs> I, um, I think as well it's important to like to recognize and to and to say like, yes, this is fear. Like, Fear, if we just continue to ignore it, it becomes like that little three-year-old where they ask you the question and if you don't answer, they get louder and they get louder. And, and that's what people often do is they attempt to just be like, it's not here, it's not here. I'm not going to listen to what this is saying. And a lot of people misinterpret fear as well in that it becomes like this stop sign in their mind when really it's just a yield. Like a, hey, something's happening here. Have a look at it. Figure out what this fear is trying to tell you and then proceed from there. And that goes back to like earlier what what I said was uh, whatever resists persists. And so if you're if you're resisting problems, if you're resisting change, then dig into it right now and stop stop resisting it. It is it's it's a real thing that we're all having to deal with. So how I chose to deal with it is I started looking at problems of the things that I can control around me. So I started with myself and my routines and my business, and I made some adjustments. And then now I'm, I'm looking at, okay, how is, how is my immediate circle of friends and family, how are all they doing? Because if I wanted to find out who was freaked out and who has problems, who could I help? And then I went out to my, my next circle, which is all my clients, past clients, all those people. And I just said, how are you doing? Are you having any problems? Is there anything I can help with? And, and, but I couldn't, do, I couldn't do one bit of that if I'm sitting at home uh, you know, freaked out, scrambling, crying, you know, whatever, like you have to control yourself before you begin to ripple out and help others. Oh, definitely. I, I know for me, you know, once I get my cup filled, then that's where I can start pouring into others. And Mike, I, I like how you said, you know, you have to start with the breath. And so I, I had to come back to some of the basics that I kind of found myself not doing consistently, where I was um, not meditating as often as I should be or could be. Um, I wasn't journaling or, or living in gratitude. And so I, I started a gratitude journal at the beginning of this four weeks ago when I started staying home. And my goal was to write 10 things a day that I was grateful for and not repeat it, you know, never repeat it each day. And I found that I was getting down to micro levels where like I was grateful that there was chicken at the grocery store one day because I needed or, you know, toilet paper or whatever. And so it's just led me to understand and realize that you know, yes, I'm grateful for all the big, big things out there that happened in my life, but just getting it down to a map, a micro level and, and just mm. really appreciating the small little things. Um, you I know, think that's too, it's all, all the stuff, Lisa, is all reframes and perspective. You know, my, my lead graphic designers in Serbia, they just, they literally could not go out of their house or they go to get thrown in jail all weekend. Um, they they she's had moments where she spent three hours in line at the store and and gets into the store and there's no eggs and so it's all perspective my my executive assistant lives in the philippines and she got into a 10-day situation where she couldn't leave her home because they were on quarantine those things you know i feel so grateful i can still go outside i can still go to the store and so sometimes remembering and getting i think it's the shift honestly from being from being completely selfish to selfless and because when we get in these patterns and routines and we're worried we're generally thinking about ourselves. and so if you ever feel bad in life go read Viktor Frankl's book go read Harriet Tubman's mm. book right you know what I mean go re go read a book about somebody that's been through real shit and and change your perspective and realize how good most of us have it uh, so Victor Frankel's book, I read several years ago, Man's Search for Meaning, when I was going through a horrific divorce in my life. And uh, man, that that book literally was life changing for me. Um, I'm actually going to read a quote because I happen to have the book out right now. And so it's just a small little quote, but he says, 
We're never left with nothing as long as we retain the freedom to choose how we will respond. And if anybody's ever read that book, or if you haven't read that book, I suggest, I highly recommend it, especially now, because it will really put things into perspective for you. Ooh, um, can I say something on that? Yeah, I, absolutely. I'll, that is like my all-time, like hands down best. That book is not like you know how you'll read books and like they got a couple nuggets in there or whatnot. But this book would like completely transform how you look at life after you read it. Like I, I I read that book and I was like, wow, man. I feel like the five years I did in prison was like a daycare compared to what this dude went through. And, and and the le and the lessons he derived from it. I'm like, wow, dude. It's like. It's like it, it, it's like the way the way I internalize it. It's like all right, what he says is he, he, he the main one of the main lessons is like hey we could be stripped of all of our freedoms the last of our hu human freedoms but the but the one thing that nobody can take away from you is your choice like you get hit with all this outside stimulus but you always have your freedom to choose how you respond so how how I break that down is. I'm like, dude, you always have power in every situation. People are like, well, no, no, I don't. I can't control everything. That's true. Sometimes you can't control a global pandemic from happening and like your business crumbles because like you were in like a brick and mortar business that got like hit by it and like completely destroyed it. And now you don't have any income coming through. Yeah, you can't control the fact that that happened. However, you can either decide to be miserable about, uh, miserable about it and mope around and not do anything and go off the deep end and start doing drugs or whatever the hell it is, you know, just completely fall off track. Or you can decide to get creative, to pivot, to, to, to figure out how to turn that around or maybe uh, internalize that pain and turn it into something good and bring it to the world. Whatever it is that you decide to do, at the end of the day, it's your choice on how you decide to respond to it. So that means at all times, there's the power is always in your court on how you choose to respond to everything. I know it sounds cheesy, but man, that's powerful when you can understand that right there. Well, it comes, comes back to like old Buddhist principles where, where all things are actually empty. You know, and, and what I mean by that is that if the tree falls down and falls on my car right now in front of me, then it's only the meaning I give that which is going to impact my emotional state, which is that it could be like, oh, shit, my car's now got a tree on top of it. Or maybe it was a piece of junk car and I really wanted that car to go away. And so I get to choose like, man, I'm so glad that tree fell on my car because now I get to go call my insurance company, now I get to get a new car that I've been wanting, that I've been holding off on. And so it's always this choice. The, the, the things happening around us don't have meaning until we give them meaning. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. finding, finding the highest good in everything. Like everything's happening for you, for your highest good. And when you really adopt that belief system and ask yourself, like, how is this happening for me? I mean... Some of my worst breakdown moments where I hit rock bottom were just a launch pad for my next success. Oh, 100%. yeah. And Mike, the, it's interesting that you say, you know, a car falling on your tree. So several months ago, I had a slab leak in my house and they had to rip up my floors and I got brand new floors out of it. So that was the way I chose to look at it. But, you know, it was my house was in chaos for a while. I had a big hole in the floor where they dug, you know, pulled out the concrete and all that stuff. But it's just, it's the meaning that you put behind it. And so things don't mean anything until we associate the emotions to go along with that. Yeah. And I think, I think it's also true. Sometimes, honestly, sometimes life is shit. Sometimes shitty things happen to you. And so I'm sorry if I just made this podcast expletive or whatever it is, but um, <laughs> I, I think but it was like, already listed as that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but some, sometimes really bad things happen. And, and I think one of the traps is, is the emotional trap is to rob yourself of that emotion. So like growing up, it's like, well, men don't cry. Men don't show their feelings. Men don't, you know, men control the house. Like, like these things that I was impacted on, on how I was raised, um, robbing your emotions all the time. Sometimes it's okay to just sit and feel the emotion of that really sucked. It really did suck when the tree fell on my car or whatever it is. It's okay to feel those emotions and move through them and past it. But when you did not, kind of like Tiffany said, it's like if you're looking towards the good and, and, and focused on that, that's great. But sometimes when it's 
when it doesn't go your way, it's okay to feel that emotion, to feel that pain, to feel that stuckness, because a lot of times it is the one thing that that my own personal mindset coach said to me one time that changed everything for me. He, because I, I, I used to get stuck, and I would say, I would say I'm so frustrated, and I was always saying the word frustrated. And he said, "What if that feeling's not frustration? What if it's growth? What if, what if that feeling is you're you're learning something new for the very first time? You're pushing your own personal map, your own personal boundaries, and and what if?" Every time you feel that way, right on the other side of it is breakthrough, which was true for me. Every time I felt what I used to call extreme frustration always came with an extreme breakthrough on the other side a, a week or two weeks later. And so reframing that, that talk from frustration to uh, I must be really growing a lot right now because this <laughs> feels freaking awful. And, yeah. and, and so those little things to recognize that feeling – and recognize you're going through a period of significant growth and there's a breakthrough coming and there's a new chapter, a new day, um, can sometimes help you get through those moments when things, everything seems to be not working. Uh, definitely. I know like for me, when I have felt um, the most pain, when I'm able to, to look back at that, it's been the opportunity for the most growth. And I've, I've learned to become very grateful for those situations rather than hate those situations. So it, it'll be interesting to see how we all respond years from now to, to this, you know, I, I'm kind of curious, like what's going to be said in the history books eventually, like, are they going to say, wow, they overreacted or are they going to say, wow, they didn't do enough or, you know, it's, it'll be interesting to see what the history books say about this time. And I'm, and I'm not, I'm, honestly, I'm not thinking about that for me personally, because it's like you said, uh, Lisa, where um, the biggest breakthroughs when your biggest frustrations, like that's, you know, when you look at the, the Chinese word for, uh, for crisis, right? It's like maximum opportunity where at the same time you have the maximum possible chance for everything falling apart. Like that's crisis. And, and so I'm, I'm choosing not to worry about how history is going to judge us. I'm focused on what can I control in the present? Cause I can't control the past and I can't control the future, but I can control how I act in this hour, what I do in this hour, what I do in this minute and and trying to win each each hour trying to win each day and that's what i'm focused on oh definitely and and how do you want to um look back at this and and, and how do you want to say okay this is how i showed up during this time this is this is what it taught me this is what i did and and this is how i got through it you know, the other thing that i kind of want to mention as we are about to wrap up the hour is Never before in history have we all, and I mean globally, experienced the same thing at the same time. So we've all gone through our own stories and our own journeys, you know, but never before in history have we all experienced the same thing at the same time. So, you know, just going back to that whole collective consciousness and the, the energy that's out there and and how we we all could be part of of shifting that energy, right? Absolutely. Okay, Tiffany, how can we get a hold of you? Um, if you go to my website, www.bluelotusmind.com, you can find all the ways to connect with me. My podcast is there. It's the easiest way. Zachary, how can we get a hold of you? Likewise, Underdog Empowerment. Go check out the podcast if you guys enjoyed it. Um, and all the ways you can connect me is there, there as well. And Mike, how can we get a hold of you? Uh, TheMakeoverMaster.com. And I am on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Any last parting thoughts from anyone? <laughs> all I, right. I, I, I have one thought. I have one thought. If, okay. if you're in if you're in a moment where things are not working, um, it's a 100% okay to ask for help, and and reach out, raise your hand, and say I need some help right now. I'm confused. I feel isolated. I'm fearful. I feel powerless. There are people that are not in that moment and not in that state 
that are willing to help you. And absolutely. I want to offer that, you know, just me, I'm, I'm available if anybody needs that. So, uh, uh, and you know, this is just something I want to do for anybody out of just being kind and, and knowing that there's, there's ways that I could share some of my knowledge and some of my experience and, and hopefully empower and uplift you. So this has been awesome, guys. Thank you so much. I I know it's been a little bit of um, a challenge with all the technical difficulties and um, I kind of messed up at the beginning, but um, I just want to say thank you again for your time and, and to all the listeners, thank you for joining us. Tiffany, Zachary, Mike, Thanks, guys. Love y'all. Thank, thank you, guys. All right. Thank All right. you so thank you. much. Bye. Bye.